Before we begin, I would like to offer on behalf of College Football Dogs our sincerest condolences to former Arkansas quarterback Ryan Mallett's family. Ryan Mallett, who tragically passed away today in a drowning accident, and our thoughts and prayers are with the Mallett family during this time. Change is inevitable in the world of sports, be it a rule change or a uniform change, but one of the greatest equalizers in college sports has been the decision to let players make money off their name, image, and likeness. Unfortunately for Reggie Bush, that was not the case in 2005, and the NCAA won't let him forget it by wiping away his 2005 season statistics. It's hypocritical and childish at this point not to reinstate his records while other athletes make triple what Bush made in today's age. And we here at College Football Dogs are tired of the NCAA ignoring the issue at hand. He'll carry that stain on his career for the rest of his life, but only a few individuals get to say they own a Heisman Trophy. And the least college football could do for one of the best to ever do it is restore his rightly earned trophy to his case. Welcome inside the College Football Dogs podcast special. I'm your host, Matt Redding. With me today is our Vice President, Nikki Mays. Nikki, how you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad, uh, Nikki. So just real quick, give me your thoughts on the whole thing. I think it was ridiculous from the start. Mm-hmm. Not just on his part, but also what happened to USC. Right. Is it is it more USC's fault or Reggie Bush's fault, would you say? Well, I have to say it was Reggie's because USC didn't actually provide him with any of it and they still stand by the they had no you know knowledge of uh, it ever taking place mm, that may be the case but everyone cheated back in the day so i'm just wondering what you know and i'm not ad well i am absolutely advocating for cheating here but <laughs> this is a different day and age today but usc probably could have tried to protect him a little bit better maybe provided a little more for him to take care of himself or his family i don't know um, the whole situation was messy, but I don't know if they could because boosters that were helping players just buy dinner, because at that time, some of these guys couldn't even buy themselves dinner. They didn't have 24 hour cafeterias. They had to actually go get something to eat after the game. And boosters were getting the schools and themselves in big trouble, just handing them a $20 bill. So I'm not sure that it could have been projected one way or another, because no matter what, if it was five dollars, two hundred and eighty six thousand, they probably would have got the same penalty. Well, USC. Maybe, maybe USC should have took a, a a page out of Alabama's playbook. That's a different podcast, though. <laughs> Just buy a car lot. <laughs> So Nikki here is our Big 12 director. She is also an insider for both Florida and TCU. But today it's all about bringing back the Bush, Reggie Bush. Get your mind out of the gutter, y'all. And we're going to be talking all things USC. And when I was writing my uh, article, uh, Nikki, my open letter to the NCAA, um, I had to like resaturate myself with uh, who Reggie Bush was and what he accomplished at USC. Uh, what what were his stats the year that he won the Heisman, if you've got that pulled up? Um, I do. Um, 1,740 um, rushing yards, hmm. 16 touchdowns. He had 478 receiving yards 
with two touchdowns. Mm. Unbelievable. (laughs) And that that was just a regular season. That didn't count the actual bowl game. Yeah, I I remember I heard someone um I, I heard someone say that he was the way God intended the running back to be. And you know, I'm a huge be, when you're an Auburn fan, you have to love Bo Jackson and defend him till you're blue in the face. But like even watching Reggie Bush, I'm like, nah, yeah. this this dude was built special. Yeah. Uh, so I can agree with it. Um but he knew how to use his body for mm-hmm. his talent, um, his size to get the extra yards we're talking about on average, his rushing yards were averaging 20.4 yards per carry. And that's like the standard today. And like back every- then it wasn't back then yeah. you were going for your first down. So if you put it in your, you know, running backs hands, it was get that first down and Reggie took it to the next level, which is now why our running backs play a different style mm-hmm. of football. Because today, like, you'll see someone that puts up over 2,000 yards the same way he did, and you're just like, oh, yeah, that's a good running back. But back then it was like, who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> Why is he this good? So, you know. <laughs> um, So, obviously, I didn't, like, watch a lot of Reggie Bush, mm-hmm. um, except for, like, the national championship game and the time he ran all over Auburn in 2004. Um. So I went back and decided to hear what Reggie had to say about that season himself. And he had this to say uh, when he was talking to Adam Pacman Jones and LaShawn McCoy on I Am Athlete on YouTube. You can check it out. Um, just kind of recapping his whole career and why he took the money and whatnot. So let's start off real quick by hearing from the man himself before we get into this.
experience. We was broke. Uh, we do apologize to all of you listening out there. Apparently, there's we're having a technical difficulty with the sound, so we'll get back into that clip in just a second. Um, but basically, what he was saying is, you, you know, Nikki, he said like he was forced to give over the give up his trophy. I disagree with that because the NCAA and the Heisman Trust, sure, they said, hey, your records are null and void, give it back. He didn't have to. No. Like, they weren't going to roll tanks up in the front yard and kick down the door and go get it. Like, he could have just kept it. And I mean, who can blame him? Because he earned it. Yeah, he earned it. And this is a very exclusive club. I would probably keep my Heisman. If I got caught, I'd be like, well, sucks for you. But, you know, I've got it right here. You know, let's just be honest. He willingly gave it up. He did. Um, Actually, he offered it before anything came out. He offered it to the Heisman board, NCAA, to try to protect USC and protect the incoming recruits, the scholarships. Um, So it didn't put them back. He actually threw himself in front of the bus to try to protect USC that was not at that time protecting him. Mm -hmm. And um, they did start standing up for him and they kind of both got the shaft at that point. Yep. But he was trying. Yeah. Because he knew what was coming. Yeah. And I mean, sure enough, they, they got the scholarship reductions and all these student athletes can't go play for the Trojans. And that, that absolutely wrecked him. Like he felt so guilty for that. So, um, while we will try to get back to that so we can hear Mr. Bush's comments on the situation, um, in just a second, but in the meantime, um, what I was going to say, Nikki, is this issue has since 2006, it's been a hot topic in college football. Um, it died off for a little while there, but then as soon as name image likeness came in and changed the game for everybody, um, Reggie Bush immediately started saying like, Hey, you know what? I got paid and. I got penalized, but now this is legal. So can we maybe like come to terms on it? Let bygones be gone. You know, let bygones be bygones. Let me have my trophy back. I think it's a fair statement. Um, And it's not just an issue in the Pac-12. This is also something that every sports host is in on. I had the pleasure of actually talking to Jake Crane, host of Crane and Company Mm -hmm. uh, earlier today, just to see, hear what his thoughts of it. He is a, he's a Southern Auburn boy, just like me. Um, but this is what he had to say on the whole name, image, likeness situation and with Mr. Bush's particular um, case. So here's what Jake had to say. Yeah, well, look, I mean, I thought it was ridiculous at the time they did it. Now you look at the way the college you know, athletics in general has transitioned in this NIL period. And look, I mean, Jimbo Fisher said it best. I mean, they've always been giving out NIL. Now you're just actually hearing about it. So uh, mm-hmm. I know they wanted to make an example out of a case where they caught somebody red-handed. But again, at the end of the day, this is something that's gone on in college athletics for a really, really long time. Uh, it's something that's been part of the sport, and I'm not saying it's good, bad, or indifferent, but the fact that you took away an on-the-field accomplishment because a player received benefits or was caught up in a situation where you know a booster or anybody associated with the university was, was giving them benefits, that was par for the course. There's an old saying, uh, and now it's kind of out the window, but uh, before NIL was, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. And all the big dogs did it. Everybody was getting paid pretty much. And if you think your school wasn't paying people, they were just doing a great job of you not finding out about it. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Or winning. 
or what, to be what, honest what a statement wow um but i i agree with him um it's it's absolutely ridiculous and i like what jimbo fisher had to say um nil is nothing new it's just you can do it legally now yeah um it's been done from the lowest of D2 schools to the top tier of Power 5. The best of the best has done this for, I will, I will put 30 to 40 years of when we really started it coming up. SMU almost got, you know, the death yeah. penalty because of paying players. SMU, not... Not the players themselves. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) SMU. So it's been done everywhere, but you can't name one other school that, or individual player that has taken a beating like Reggie. I mean, no one else. What's hypocritical to me is uh, Johnny Manziel admitted to taking money. And he hasn't been asked to give his Heisman back. No. It's still sitting Tennessee, in his house. Tennessee admitted. Tennessee admitted that they paid players using the Lord's chicken bags and nothing. LSU just went through this and oh, they have a little bit of a probation, but nothing. They self-imposed um wins, vacated wins from when Les Miles was there. They went all the way back to then. Always. You get to pick and choose? Yeah. Okay. Seems the higher profile the player, the stricter the penalties, just so the NCAA can uh, wave their fists and be like, aha, we gotcha. Um, what was it like exactly to watch a player of that caliber? Again, like I said earlier, I wasn't there. Um, I was like maybe Amazing. five and still learning how to tie my shoes but i do have a couple of friends of mine that were there and did watch reggie play we're going to bring him on now uh our president of college football dogs hunter dworski and our co-finder colin sutrick what's happening guys how you guys doing good how are you guys good 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 hunter i'm gonna start with you what was it like watching reggie bush play well, I, I think the, the first thing you'll you'll obviously say here is when Reggie Bush played, uh, it's something that you'll never forget. I think it set the tone for all the college football teams going forward, the Alabama, Georgia. Uh, I, I really believe Pete Carroll set the standard of what a dynasty football program looked like. Um, there was a point where USC didn't lose a game for almost three years straight. Yeah. So growing up as a kid, I could tell you when they lost, you know, in the 2005, six, even the Texas game, it was absolutely devastating to my childhood. Uh, the, a, a really cool story is, uh, you know, I did go to school for about three days after the Texas game. I was so upset. Uh, I finally went to school. I was, in, I, you know, and I, and I had Texas stuff all over my desk when I got to school. Um, you know, kids were mean back then, but you know, um, I actually wrote a letter to Pete Carroll uh, or an email. I think my dad sent the email to Pete Carroll, and I was so upset that they didn't give Reggie Bush the football on four from one in the national championship game, and they gave it to Lendale White. That play right there set – that was the ultimate play. If they got the first down, the game would have been over. And uh, But it was such a cool um, time to live. I think 
I think everybody agrees that when USC is good and Notre Dame is good, it's good for college football. Um, you know, I know Matt, you're an SEC guy, but when the SEC just wins, 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 it's not really good. It's not really fun, you know, but I really think USC set the tone, um, you know, for all the rest of the football, college football teams going from, you know, 2003 all the way to now. Um, I will tell you, I did pee my pants a couple times watching Reggie Bush. I, uh, I was at, I was at my football coach's house, uh, Joe Potts in Delaware. And I was at his house and I watched that game, uh, and of the Notre Dame game. And, uh, I remember it was fourth down and 10 and, and Matt Liner had to get the first down to, if they didn't get the first down, the game was over. And, it was probably the loudest stadium Notre Dame game probably ever. And again, this is my opinion and everybody can say, Oh, you're just a USC fan, which I am. Uh, Matt Liner, I think oh, is I one of the, Matt Liner is one of the greatest college quarterbacks of all time. And I definitely think he's up there and the throw that he made. Um, one is uh, people don't know is Dwayne Jarrett had issues with his eyes and he threw the ball in double coverage and the ball and he caught the ball right between two defenders and ran all the way down to the 10 yard line. And then, you know, you know, the rest of the story with, you know, he dove to the, the pylon and the ball came out, the game was over. And then they said, no, it's not over. And then the Reggie Bush, the push, push. And uh, I'll never forget that game, but that was the tone that Pete Carroll, uh, coach O Lane Kiffin, Steve Sarkeesian, all these guys that you heard, that's the, that they set the standard for college football. Uh, I really believe that. That I, I don't think there was any other team before them that could have competed with that team. A lot of people um, always talk about Alabama being the first dynasty, but I'm like, you guys forget Pete Carroll yeah. did it first. Like, yes. Yeah. Even as a kid, like I did, I did see Reggie play once, um, yeah. and that was the the 2005 Rose Bowl, and I was like a little five year old or whatever, and I was yeah. like, Dad, I don't want to watch this game with the mean old trojans that beat us the year before in texas like who cares but i was like no no, no. Yeah. trust me and now looking back like that's regarded as like the greatest college football game ever played and even then watching him and all the other players i'm like something about that game was different and tiny taught me knew it I, I don't know it was just special back then yeah um however not everyone was a fan <laughs> colin over here he is a bruin yes Yep. So, Colin, as a rival, what was it like watching one of the greatest ever do it do it to your own team? You know, honestly, as as a UCLA fan, I I couldn't stand it, but um, <laughs> you know, it was it was very hard to go into those weeks. I'm sure Notre Dame fans, Stanford fans can uh, can agree with me on that. Uh, but just as a general football fan, I mean, you, you gotta love his tenacity and his drive that he had every single. I mean, you. Any play he got the ball, like you knew, like he was going to make the most of that play. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you just you can't fault the guy for that. You, and you know, even though, like I said, you know, a UCLA guy, I couldn't stand playing next to him. You got to love players like that that just love to play the game. Yeah. Imagine being so good, you have a famous play for pushing a guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, uh, Reggie was built different. Hunter, what was it like when he got drafted? Uh, would you say that many a Trojan fans suddenly became an NFL fan overnight or? Yeah, I, I listen, I, 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 I think so. Yes. But, uh, I think the interesting part about USC football is, uh, at that time there was no NFL team in, 
in L.A. And so Reggie Bush was the star. I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, if, you, if you're looking at Caleb Williams, the way he is being promoted here in L.A., uh, on August 10th, I guess I'm giving a, a, a plug for the Dodgers right now, but on August <laughs> no 10th, they're, they're giving um, Caleb Williams uh, bobbleheads, and, and he's in a Dodger uniform. <laughs> And so, and he's getting an NIL deal off that. So, I mean, look where we went from how Reggie Bush, you know, you, you know, can't, you can't have a house, you, you know, you can't, you can't go out to dinner. And now we're getting ML, MLB teams are now giving NIL deals also to some of these college athletes as well. So it's just, it's, it's amazing. Uh, how times have changed from, from going to, you know, from uh, 2003 to, to now uh, in, in 20, uh, 2023. Yep. Well, would you say that it's completely insane? They took his Heisman away. And I'm going to put this in numbers because for $286,000, that's what yeah. everything was. They even put in the house in there. That wasn't money. That was everything. Yep. And now we look at Caleb. Eight three three point two million dollars, you know, a year. When yeah. you are for Texas right now, is it seven point six million dollars? And he hasn't even signed them all. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. but you don't want to go. That. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, uh, you know, I think most people, whether it's Kirk Herbstreit, uh, uh, Joe Klatt, um. Uh, Colin Coward, Stephen A. Smith. I think the the football world, the media world, I think is fully behind Reggie Bush. Yes. Uh, I think most people um, that are uh, supporters of of just college football in general are going to support Reggie Bush because I think if you look at the way USC was treated mm-hmm. compared to other schools, look, look what happened with LSU. You know, this week. <clears throat> You know, USC almost was almost to the borderline of a death penalty, and and I just I feel like it, they weren't treated fair. But the, the people that I hear where it's well, Reggie Bush cheated and everything, they come from a couple fan bases: Notre Dame, yeah, okay, uh, Texas fans because they don't they think that Vince Young should have won the Heisman. Yeah, unfortunately, it's been that for eighty eight years. Is the Heisman's <laughs> given before that? So, mm-hmm. and then I think the I think the last one is you will hear some UCLA fans, but you know what? I've even heard from some UCLA fans to say, "Man, USC is our brother, and and it, we hate our brother." But that 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 Reggie Bush was just a machine. I mean, he is he was a once in a lifetime player. Um, but it's very unfortunate uh, what he's going through. Uh, it's damaged him mentally. Uh, uh, you know, if, if I were him, I would have sued the NCAA for damages. To be honest with you, because a lot of the a lot of the the penalties that they put down were not researched, like Reggie was saying in that clip. They mm-hmm. were not. Uh, there's a lot of facts that were not available at the time, and they made this decision and really destroyed this kid's life. That, that stuck with him uh, yeah. more than anything he did in the NFL. Um, Wes on Facebook wants to remind us that the 80s Miami Hurricanes were the first dynasty. Yeah. It's for another podcast, Wes, but thanks for that. Um, yeah. I uh, Before I let you two gentlemen go, though, I'm just going to ask you um, straight up. Colin, I'll start with you. Should Reggie Bush get his Heisman back? And why? 
As great of a player as he was, I do not think so. I think that he was a leader on that team. He was a leader of college football. I believe he kind of, he pretty much still is. Uh, and for me, leaders lead by example. So he's by giving him that that trophy back. You're you're telling the next generation of college football players that are six, seven, eight years old right now that it's okay to break the rules and not have to deal with the consequences. He broke a rule, and there's consequences to that. Okay, <laughs> Hunter, your counterpoint. Yeah, so I, I I hear what Colin's saying, and 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 that's exact that's exactly right. But everybody should be held to the same standards, and unfortunately, um, Reggie Bush was dealt differently. I think you said in your article uh, earlier uh, this week that you know were we just going to start taking away Heisman trophies from uh, Cam Newton and 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 other people? Why? Why? Let me ask you this: uh, It's a better question for Colin and, and Matt. Why wasn't Cam Newton's trophy taken away when it's a pretty well-known fact that his father was taking money? So, like, there's uh, certain- you're right, you're right, uh, yeah. and I'm not, I'm, I'm going to agree with you there. The NCAA yeah. is a terrible a- organization and needs complete reform. They yeah, pick I'll and do, choose. I'll They're do you one better. Why was Johnny Manziel not even touched after he himself said live right. on air that he right. took money? Listen, there was ne- there wasn't even an investigation. There's mm-hmm. a there's a very big double standard in college football. Let, let's be honest. I I could not tell you the amount of people that thought that Caleb Williams should have been should have not have won the Heisman Trophy and should have been stripped from it because of what he put it on his fingernails. But then let's be honest. Johnny Manziel put a blunt, a marijuana blunt on the Heisman Trophy, the trophy, and took it home with them. I mean, so it's just such a double standard with a lot of what people are saying. But to go back to the point, I do think Reggie Bush should have the trophy back. Um, It didn't – if it was something like, you know, he took um, injections to make – to perform better on the field, I could see it. Um, But if you want me to be honest, I think USC should get their national championship back first before the Heisman. And the reason I say that Mm. is because – USC, there is no, there is no actual evidence that USC, the school itself, knew about what was going on. We can assume that USC knew, but there's no actual evidence that they knew about it, and I don't understand why they're being penalized for it. Uh, and I think that, and I think that should go back for every other school that has been through the same situation. You can't penalize somebody if they had no idea about it. Um, well, it's not fair. Reinstating that national championship the season also reinstates the Heisman because his that's what they're saying if the NCAA reinstates his um I just went blank his uh stats from 2005 he gets the Heisman back so if they reinstate his stats that's right they're saying they are reinstating USC so I think USC has to be forgiven and given their national championship back, given their stats back as a whole. Yeah. And then it, you know, issue. I I will tell you, uh, the NCAA has been a problem. uh, And I think me and Colin, we've known each other for a long time. I think me and Colin, we, you know, we may disagree on the Reggie Bush thing. And, and the cool part about for fans, by fans mentality is we all have our different opinions here. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know if it's because he's a Bruin that he's saying that. But uh, uh, but what I will tell you is me and Colin are both Reggie Bush fans. We love – Reggie Bush is one of the greatest running backs of all time. But I think at the end of the day from, from, as a, from a USC standpoint um, – and I was just telling Matt earlier before we had this show, you go to USC right now, 
Um, he was just let back on campus about a year ago. Yep. Hit, you can feel the presence of USC football 2003, 2004. The high, they are slowly bringing back and recognizing that team, and I'm really happy for, about it. I mean, they just broke out the top 10 players at USC football um, uh, on USC.com. You guys can go look at that. If you look at their athletic uh, site, they have some beautiful pictures of, of the past. Uh, OJ wasn't even in the top 10, by the way. Um, and, and you know, so things are changing. I wouldn't be surprised if you, we end up seeing Reggie Bush's jersey back in the Coliseum. Um, and, and I know that Reggie wants it. And I think he deserves it. Uh, you know, I think the school is behind him, and, and it'll be really interesting to see uh, what happens uh, in the future. Yep. Wes popped back in in the comments to remind us that Johnny Manziel was punished. He had to endure the hardship of sitting out the first but half that, of the Rice game. <laughs> well, then that, that okay. So we're, you're mentioning you're that, you're comparing apples to oranges. There, you're going from yeah. comparing sitting out of the game to literally destroying. This kid's life. I mean, he for the rest of eternity, to the rest of the day. From put this way, guys, fifty years after Reggie Bush is dead, whenever that me, God rest his soul, when it happens, they will always know Reggie Bush about the guy that got vacated from the Heisman Trophy. That and is also know his stats too, because they never die, and they never die. And but here's the thing: is the whole entire investigation was built on non-factual evidence, mm-hmm. and I think that's the point that's always missed. Yes, indeed. Uh, Hunter, Colin, thank you both so much for coming on. Um, Thank you. Where can everyone follow you, find you, uh, outside of College Football Dogs? Colin, you go first. (laughs) (laughs) You can find me on Facebook, Colin Sutrick. You can find me on Twitter, at NewEnglandFan12. And then I, I honestly, you know, I actually don't even know my Twitter, uh, my Twitter right, things. I, <laughs> I don't even know it. Come on. But, but you know what you could do? You could always email me um, if you guys ever want to come on the show or, or, or be part of our, our organization. We're really building yep. uh, college football dogs always every recruiting. day. Uh, we're always recruiting. And whether you're a USC fan or a Bruin or, or a War Eagle or Roll Tide, we'll bring you in. Um, I, will, I, will, I will tell you the truth. Um, Email me at hunter at dog sports media group.com. Yep. I got awesome. one more thing, Hunter. Um, yeah. That 2005 season, I think um, old Matt was one of the reasons that women started watching more college football. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Like, you have That's to be what... honest with that. Yeah. Seeing him on the field. Yeah. He brought in a new fan base. You know, I ran into Matt Liner. Um, uh, it's funny when I first moved out here, I actually ran into Matt Liner at a USC basketball game. Uh, what a what a what a he what an amazing guy. Uh, uh, he has not aged one bit. I will tell you that. <laughs> but uh, you know, so it, maybe that will be Caleb Williams with you one day. <laughs> awesome. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much for coming. Thank on. you. Thank you, guys. You know, Nikki, actually, Cam Newton was punished. Did you know this? What did he get? How did he get punished? Cam Newton um, finally got his uh, punishment for the alleged money he took. Um, mm-hmm. Well, he didn't take which it. Was, which was, did. yes. Um, his punishment was he had to go through the miserable task of uh, uplifting my Carolina Panther franchise. So, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> or maybe they made him wear those hats. That he wears. Uh, yeah. That could be it too. We don't know. So. We don't know the stipulations on all of these punishments, I don't think. 
But we do know the stipulations of what I call the great equalizer of Mm -hmm. name, image, and likeness. Um, I think it's kind of leveled the playing field. Um, You're starting to see other schools like Alabama, Mm -hmm. uh, Texas, even USC struggle to keep players in state and at home. To tell us more about that, we've got one of our insiders, George Hancock, covers the Arkansas Razorbacks for us. George, how you doing, brother? I am doing fantastic, man. How are y'all? Good. not too bad. George, walk us through the world of NIL today, how it came to be, how it's affected the game. Yeah. Um, so a name, image, and likeness has been something that has been in the works for quite some time. Um, and it's it's been a, I want to say, a conversation starter <laughs> um, with, with a lot of uh, different people. Um, it, it was, it was an idea that was, uh, you know, started out of, um, I, I don't know if it was a players association or something of that nature, but eventually it made it to Congress, uh, started catching fire. I and mean, of course we all know what happened. Uh, some acts were passed and different things like that. So, um, and then NIL was born. Um, and so, uh, the, the biggest thing is, has it been, <laughs> What kind of impact has it had on college football? Well, it's had a huge impact. Um, mm-hmm. If if anybody has watched anything about college football, um, it's changed the scale dramatically. Um, I, I'm going to pick on – I had some notes here, but I'm going to pick on an SEC school. Um, Texas A&M boasted the number one recruiting class for the first time in history in 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> – I, I was I was looking over this, Matt, and I, I was just shocked. I mean, we're talking, you know, Reggie Bush and, and all this kind of stuff and his punishment for the small amount of money that he took because uh, compared to $30 million that the the 2022 uh, recruiting class was paid um, as far as NIL, that is a drop in the bucket. Um, sure. And so, yeah, they, I mean, $30 million. That's what we're talking about wow. today. Uh, that NIL has changed the scope of college football. We're talking about pl- paying uh, millions to players that hadn't even seen a college football field yet. Um, we saw that, for example, Bryce Young. Uh, Bryce Young made a ridiculous amount of money before he even threw a pass at Alabama. Um, so it, it has he, changed the scope dramatically. He had, he had to ahead. deal with Dr. Pepper, right? These aren't just like little local businesses. These no. are big names, like yes. big time. Yeah, because, well, the whole deal was is is big companies said, oh, we're going to get a lot of advertisement. Let's jump on that really fast. Mm -hmm. Everybody loves college football. Let's dive head first in there. And so now you've got 18-year-old kids that are making way more money than anybody anticipated. Um, And and, and to to go off of, of, you know, my point, um, A&M, we saw them struggle last year. They went five and seven. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it proved to me that yes, NIL did change the scope of things. They got the number one recruiting class. Um, but my, my uh, stance has always been if they're not a good fit for the school and they're just coming there for NIL, you have some problems and yep. A&M proved that because they had 20, uh, 20 something transfers. I can't remember the exact number, uh, that, that transferred out because, Hey, they got their check. They're moving on. Yep. That may be an unpopular opinion, but that's that's how I've seen it. That's how I've kind of and they're uh, under contract. It, so. it goes with them. Mm-hmm. They don't have to give that money back, even though it was 
99% of the time a booster of that school. Mm -hmm. and uh, Florida just went through it. And with a player demanding $8 million. Yeah. Okay. It was not set up for this. No. It was set up um, in my eyes. How yeah. are you going to say you deserve this money when you haven't proved anything? And I know that that's exactly. supposed to not be a part of it, uh -huh. but from a fan and even a parent, I'm sorry, I would not allow my child to demand money if he has not proven himself. Right. That right there is honestly a disaster waiting to happen. It's, I mean, it, it comes across as uh, dishonest and disloyalty yeah. um, in the long run. I mean, yeah. it's it's just it's ridiculous. You got to think back to uh, 1984. The very first name image likeness deal ever um, was Michael Jordan with mm -hmm. Nike. Mm -hmm. And uh, his mom, Dolores Jordan, she was the pioneer behind that. That was like mm -hmm. the first name image likeness deal. It mm -hmm. was worth $2.5 million. Yep. Today, kids are making that money before they've even played a snap. Yep. And I mean, Jordan had already been through college. Like he was a pro. That was the end game right there. But now mm -hmm. you've got kids committing to contracts and not mm -hmm. committing to schools anymore. And yep. now you you add on top of that. And I mean, it's, it, it's, looking, like, um, it's looking like the reason why a lot of – a lot of great coaches are going to be on their way out pretty soon. Not mm -hmm. only do you have to recruit them to come to the campus, you got to recruit them to stay. Yeah. And not the passion's gone. Yeah. When the passion's gone, this isn't, and I always use this because if anyone knows Florida, Florida state nineties football, mm -hmm. it was pure passion. Every time they hit the field between Bowden Spurrier, no matter what quarterback, whatever player they would go to war because mm -hmm. they bled orange and blue. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's out. That's gone now. Yep. They are following the money. They're not following where they grew up saying, I'm a gator. I'm, yeah. I'm a, you know, frog. I'm a, a tiger. They're no longer mm -hmm. that they are now. I'm me. Who cares? hundred percent, hundred percent. And, and I know the argument my locker room. Yeah. Yeah, and I know the argument is, well, they can go to TikTok and they can they can do all this kind of stuff and they can build a fan base and they can whatever. But now we've got I think there's high school kids now that are getting name, image and likeness deals because mm -hmm. they've they've aged up before they even get to college. Like, yeah. where does it end? Because when you are right, I mean, he was in high school still playing and already signed his first deal when he committed to Ohio state yeah. high school. I've got high schoolers making more money than me. Wow. Yes. <laughs> more money than I will ever see in my life. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's a sad, it's a sad deal. And, and that's, I, I you know, I, I'm not against the kids making money based off mm. of their work ethic, you know, wh whatever they've got going on for them, you know, great. That's all fine and dandy, but prove yourself first. Yep. Um, it and, can, and, I get Go I got a question with that. I'm sorry. Um, mm -hmm. how do you see what Reggie accepting money uh -huh. before the whole NIL uh -huh. and today? Where do you put or what is your thought process on does he deserve it back? Or is mm -hmm. he just, you know, 
SOL because, you know, I mean, the Players I, Association didn't get that two, you know, Congress fast enough or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. for him to be able to, to not get in trouble. So what's, yeah. why shouldn't he have it back now? I, I, I think the thing, though, real quick before you answer that, George, something to yeah. keep in mind, though, not all NIL deals are created equal. And no. something I said for, for Reggie was his was not so much about greed as much as it was just taking care of his family. Yes. Today, it is all about greed. And sure, some of them do take care of their families mm-hmm. with it. Uh, most of them, if, yes. if not mm-hmm. all. But um, but go ahead, George. What 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 are your thoughts on the, the whole um, the whole hypocrisy, the situation? Yeah. So, I mean. Now we're, we're we're talking about Reggie received a drop in the bucket compared to what these kids are getting now, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's not even that he your your article says it he voluntarily brought his trophy back. It's not like he was he got caught mm-hmm. red handed and and they stripped it from him. He's yeah I did it here you go. I mean the man owned up to his actions, and now we're we're looking in the future. And I, I, if I'm Reggie Bush, I'm sitting there going wow, these kids are making a whole lot more money than I got punished for, and I'm having to live with this for the rest of my life? That's crap. And yeah. and I get that, that times were different then, but if, if, if we look at issues that you know we're faced with every day besides football, times change as we evolve throughout the years. Football should be no different. What, what happened back then, if legislation has been passed to fix that, the conversation should be that he does get his Heisman Trophy back, and USC does have their title. So, especially just, because Player Association back then was pushing for this, they were yes. trying to allow players. It wasn't NIL at the time, you know, that came after, but mm-hmm. they were trying to push players to be able to. I'm going to say eat. Mm-hmm. They weren't allowed to take money from boosters if it was ten dollars. They were trying any way possible to make sure that these players were taken care of. And so they were trying to pass it. It's not his fault or anyone else's fault that it took a hundred years. Mm -hmm. He shouldn't be penalized. This whole thing is just a power move. um, I feel like by the NCAA, because they've, they've got, they had their use sure Mm -hmm. in like organizing the sport and setting up schedules and everything. But after that, that's just about it. Everything since then, it just feels like any opportunity they get to like rear their ugly heads in, they're going to do it. And I just, I I think they're scared of Mm -hmm. how much power they're really losing with the college football playoff and name image likeness. So George, if you could touch on that, like, how much power do you think the NCAA really has right now? And is this just them trying to like shove, shake their fist at everyone? Yeah, I, I would say um, that Reggie Bush is used as an example. Um, and there may be some forgiveness for some, from other, you know, uh, college football players back in the day, but the NCAA has chosen to use him as an example. Um, and, and it's, it's blatantly obvious because if, if there is any kind of conversation you have with anybody in authority, they will say, well, he, he did the crime, so therefore his punishment is there. Okay, but you have to look at all of the facts uh, out on the table. His yards, his carries, his stats don't lie. The, that did, the, him taking money did not change any of that, did not change anything on the field. 
He got the touchdowns. He got all of the yards. Um, th there should not be a situation of all of that is negated because it was illegal back in the day. Hmm. Now we have, for instance, we have high school kids, you know, making a whole lot more money than that, whatever the intentions are. Um, and you don't see them going into college and getting their records swiped and them not having opportunities at bowl games and whatever. Um, so if, if we truly are changing year after year with the times, football needs to evolve too. And it needs to, it needs to, the conversation needs to be had um, that, you, you know, we're having right now. Yep. Um, and the NCAA does use this as a power play because they've made an example and they're saying, mm -hmm. look, this is what can happen if it's abused. The problem is, and here, here's my stance on the whole thing. The problem is the NIL was implemented without any regulation whatsoever. Since Congress implemented their side of things and said, yep, here's what we're going to do. The NCAA had no regulation in effect to keep uh, going from just going nuts. And the problem is now you have players that are getting poached, which is illegal in the NFL, um, that they're getting phone calls from other coaches and other college uh, teams that are saying, hey, why don't you come drop your name in the portal and we'll get you an NIL deal over here. That should never happen, ever. Um, if it's illegal in the NFL, it daggum should be in college football. Um, Can I ask because, one thing with ahead. what you Go. said before you finish this? You said using Reggie Bush as an example. Yes. Okay. Since Reggie, who else has been penalized the way he has for doing worse? So I, how is he being used as an example yeah. when they're not using that example themselves? That's a great great point and it's because the ncaa like you said earlier is picky and choosy um they they made their stand they made their decision and now it's well maybe we don't give that harsher punishment but we're gonna keep reggie's doesn't make any sense um so i i i 100 agree um with that go ahead I think it's also because they they're like, oh, we've got the most clear cut evidence of this. And it's like, well, if you would just do some digging on these mm -hmm. other guys, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure you'd find something there. So come on now. Let's not pretend we're not going to. They had evidence on him else, and it was word of mouth. Right. Exactly. It was <laughs> never there was nothing done on paper. It, mm -hmm. There was nothing done to say this is what happened. Someone said. Yep. I gave him money. I want him to pay me back. Uh huh. While he was going down for doing criminal activity, mm -hmm. he threw Reggie under the bus. Mm -hmm. Okay. They didn't have wiretaps like they have on many other schools right now. Mm -hmm. So, at what point do you say you're going to believe him mm -hmm. over USC? And mm -hmm. Reggie, yep. you're going to allow this man to destroy a legacy. Mm -hmm. Just read the receipts. I'm sure they'll find something. Um, George, thank you very much for coming on, brother. How can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Yeah, I'm on Facebook, George Hancock. You can find me there um, on Twitter at the Real Hog Fan. Um, you can follow me there and of course on college football dogs. And, uh, we have, uh, we have a podcast, um, 
called the Golden Broom Show. We'll be covering that a little later because, of course, LSU did win the title. So um, we'll be talking about college baseball. So, uh, yeah, just follow us there. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate it. Awesome. George, thank thank you so much, brother. We'll see you later. So Uh, I wonder if there's like his username is the real hog fan. I wonder if there's like the fake hog fan account or something. I, I don't we know. need to look it up. Someone Let's get on that. Um, <laughs> so. All right. Um, it's funny though, that he, uh, it's funny that he mentioned LSU because the next person we're going to bring in here is our LSU insider and also our sec conference director, just to kind of walk us through memory lane of the early days of name image likeness, Tony Thomas, my friend, hey, how Tony. you doing brother? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Thank you for joining us. So, uh, Tony, I wanted to like I I think you might have a little more knowledge on what name image like this was like back in the days when you couldn't do it. Um, were there any scandals or what were there? What were the tricks of the trade with this sort of thing? If you can walk us through memory lane real quick. Well, as you know, LSU is the flagship university for the state of Louisiana. And I remember uh, vividly that. When Jerry Stovall took over as head coach in the in 1980, um, he actually took the job because Bo. I don't know if y'all know the story about Bo Ryan, but Bo Ryan was the head coach at North Carolina State. He got hired as mm-hmm. an LSU uh, football coach, and he tragically died in a plane crash before he could actually the season started. So uh, Jerry Stovall, who was a Heisman uh, uh, Trophy runner-up uh, at LSU uh, in 1962. Uh, became the head coach of the Tigers. So, and back then all the top players of the state wanted to go to, wanted to play at LSU just because it was LSU. There was no, there was no NIL. There was no transfer, transfer portal and nothing like that. So you came to LSU, you played football for LSU and, you know, hopefully you, your career was good enough to get to the next level. And that was it. You know, now, you know, really and truly the, the transfer portal and NIL goes hand in hand, mm-hmm. you know, and it really is a double-edged sword, guys. I mean, it really, really is. Uh, you know, teams, um, it, you know, it can help a team and it can also decimate a team and and a fan, and a fan base as, as well. You know, uh, when it, when it, when, NIL and transfer portal first came up, I wasn't, I wasn't a fan. I mean, I want, I thought that players should, uh, you know, work hard, um, get better, earn a starting job and, you know, go out and help your team win. You know, now it's, you know, it's me, 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 you know, what's in it for me, not, not the team effort, you know? And so, and it's, it really is a double-edged sword because like I said, it can help a team or hurt a team. Mm. Um, you know, I've, I've heard stories of other colleges, not not LSU back in the day, but, you know, a school handed a, a basketball recruit ten thousand dollars in a shoebox to get him to come play basketball there. Hmm. That school ended up getting uh, pretty much the death penalty in in, in college basketball, and uh, they, you know, just a few years ago they started their their program back up. But that's, you know, that's what happens. You know, I'm not really sure how all that came to light and how how the university got got slammed, but they did. So. Um, so that's the kind of things that would happen back in the day before NIL. <laughs> so you I, said you were against it? I, I wasn't a fan of it. I mean, um, 
Well, let me let me clarify that. I'm I'm not a fan of the transfer portal. Let me put that okay. way. Uh, I, I you know I think that you know if you commit to a school, sign a letter of intent. I think you should honor that letter of intent for however long you're going to be there, whether it's three years and you go to, to the NFL after mm-hmm. junior season. That's fine. But I think if you sign a letter of intent, I, I, I truly think you need to stay there the whole time and help your team win and get better and win championships. I mean, that's that's what football is all about. And uh, now NIL, I mean, you know, players, I think players should should earn money on their name, image and likeness. I mean, look, look at the money that they're generating for these schools on yes. Saturday. I, I would also point out, Tony, I, I agree with you. I think like if you commit to a school, you should be um you should be loyal to the brand because that's the that's the team that took a chance on you and wants to help develop you and get you to the next level. That's right. Uh, at the same time, though, I can look at it from the player's perspective of we are literally putting ourselves out there every single day through physical, right. intense trainings and risking yep. injury, our careers, our futures, all for a sport. And, you know, the schools do generate a lot of money. And so I think it, it is fair, like a small piece of the pie here and there goes to these players. That still can't happen, though, because NIL doesn't allow um, schools to directly pay the players. It's always through um, sponsorships and whatnot. But right. it's it. I like what you said, that it's a double edged sword, because I, I don't I don't know how long this debate's going to go on. I don't know how long the rule changes are going to be in flux. There's just yeah, there's just never going to be like an easy, clean answer to this whole thing. Um, let, let me let me say this about the NCAA. Go, go ahead. And, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I'm not a fan of the NCAA by any means. <laughs> None uh, of us are. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, the NCAA needs to evolve like football's evolving. Okay, uh, this is 2023. This is not 1953. You know, so uh, it's like it's like when they implemented the the celebration rule. I think it's most ridiculous. Excessive celebration is the most ridiculous rule ever ever put forth. Mm-hmm. And why do they do that? Because the Miami Hurricanes used to, you know, jazz it up after every touchdown. Yeah. And they were scoring. They were scoring a bunch. I, I get it. A but lot. you know, they would they would spice up their little touchdown dances and everything. And you know, and, and they everybody thought that was it was that was bringing a, a bad light to college football. Well, I mean, that's. I just think it's a ridiculous rule, but the NCAA does need to evolve. I think they need to, I mean, I mean, I think they need to clean house, uh, you know, reform, Mm -hmm. major reform in their rules and and regulations. Um, Because they, they had their chance to do it, but they dragged their feet. And then, you know, Congress stepped in and said, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll hear their voices and we'll fix it ourselves. And now they have no control over the situation. And that is, that is the, I mean, the epitome of ineptitude. I mean, it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, and let's be honest, if they would have listened back in 2003, when the Players Association was offering it to the NCAA, that they allow players to make, it was a minimum of so much. Right. And it was to help the players make sure that they had room, board, food, right. you know, transportation, <clears throat> excuse me, whatever. Um, we wouldn't be in this situation today. Right. You know, and Reggie he, would have his Heisman back if the would NCAA have would have listened. Yeah, all his stats would be reinstated in the, in the uh, NCAA record books. And uh, you know, you think about it. You know, you know the room and board for players and stuff like that. You know, they would give them like thirty bucks on a weekend for meals. Now, 
I don't know about y'all, but you know, a six, seven, 360 pound lineman, it's going to take more than $30 on a weekend to, to properly feed him. That's a lot of Let's just be real. You know, so, I mean, Friday night after than, or Saturday night after a game, he's hungry. <laughs> that $30 isn't yes. going to even cover his no, whole meal. It's not going to go far at all. So, I mean, that's, that's just kind of ludicrous right there. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say this about the NCAA and then we can move on to another topic, but the NCAA may not be the worst organization, but they're in the group photo. That, I like that. So <laughs> they're not the worst, but they're in the group photo. That's right. Um, speaking speaking of them, good. I would like your thoughts real quick, Tony. You're not a fan of the transfer portal, um, but you do see the you do see the benefits and yes. fallbacks of name image yes. likeness. Yes. I would like your thoughts, if you don't mind, just how hypocritical is the situation with the NCAA holding Reggie Bush hostage over something that he over an amount of money he took that can't even touch what players are making today. Well, and it's like it's, it's like in the video clip, you know, he was he was helping his parents because his parents had no place to live. Mm-hmm. You know, parents get evicted from their townhome. I'm like, you know, what, what are you going to do? You can't let you you're not going to let your parents be out on the street. Yes. I don't care. I don't care who you are. A son's not going to do that. They're just mm-hmm. not. And so, you know, an opportunity presented itself and, you know, hey, uh, did it affect the outcome of games? No. And that's, it, and, that's, and that's the way you need to look at it. Did, did it affect, did it adversely affect the outcome of games? No. Because those games happened no matter what. Those games happened, uh, and those games were won and lost uh, by play on the field, whether it be uh, good or bad. Yep. Uh, if this was a, if, if we were talking about point shaving, that'd be a different conversation. But it wasn't. It's just, you know, he accepted money. But he went out on the field and he did what he did because he's because of his athletic ability, and you know that's 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 just a different that's just a different deal. So, you know, I think. Um, Do you think it actually, honestly, okay, because of this, we got to see Reggie at his full potential? Because if you look at his numbers from two thousand and three to two thousand and five, you start seeing a jump. Even from four to five. At that point, are we not saying thank you to the people that did this because we got to see this man's potential because he's not on the field worried if his parents are sleeping in a shelter. That's right. He is mentally stable. Yep. A hundred percent in the game. That's right. Because knowing that his parents have have a roof over their head mm -hmm. and a place to lay their, a place to sleep. So we can thank them for that, even though we're in this situation now, but we can thank them because we got to see his true potential that we might have never seen because of that worry, not knowing if his family had a place to live, not knowing if his family had food on the table. All of a sudden, he's able to provide. You jump up over a thousand yards in one season. Yep. That's you know, a good. That's a talking, great point. You know, talking about a sloppy investigation. Uh, let's take let's take what happened to LSU here this week. Um, you know, they have to they're vacating thirty seven wins, which is going to prevent Les Miles from getting into the College Football Hall of Fame because his uh, wins and losses is below sixty percent. Mm-hmm. So, but that happened over a time period from twenty twelve to twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. Here it is, 2023. 
So just I'm just you know looking at the 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 methods and the ability to investigate. You know, it takes you a decade to figure that out and bring it to light, and then you know pull your head out of the sand and and, and, and uh, issue a a penalty. Uh, now, granted, it's three years probation that doesn't require a, a postseason ban, a ban of any kind, uh, which is um, <laughs> it, it drew it drew a comment from Paul Feinbaum. Y'all can go look at that uh, on his on his show. Oh, I'm sure it did. Yeah, yeah, he, you know, he's uh, he, he was. Well, that's he, he has some from Paul Feinbaum. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but uh, you know, just just to to show the. Again, the ineptitude of the organization. I mean, you know, I'm not saying I'm not saying what LSU did was was right, but you know, um, if you're gonna if you're gonna investigate those kind of things, you need to get better at your job before you start passing judgment on people and players and schools. And I was gonna ask you about this because we just discussed them using Reggie as the poster child of if you do this, this is what's going to happen to you. Right. And now we're seeing LSU not just going through it with football, but what they went through because of basketball. Correct. And guess what? Nowhere near. No, nowhere even near close the penalty. Right. Nowhere near the penalty. To what and Reggie went through. The, the coach in question, basketball, is no longer with the university. No. But He's, he got a few games suspension. Right at, at his new at his new school. I mean, yeah. it's, it's got nothing to do with LSU, but LSU is going to going to uh, suffer the consequences of mm-hmm. of his actions. So, um, so yeah. So you know, um, you know, the whole Reggie Bush thing. I I, I think uh, I think he should get his Heisman back. I think uh, USC should get their national title back. Um, and because USC does. Go ahead. Because USC only knew so much as opposed to LSU that knew they were playing an ineligible player. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's right. not fair to those other those other students um, that had nothing to do with Bush's case to also get uh, penalized and have their achievements taken away. Well, it, like, again, like I said, if, if, if this would have been a situation where um, the game, the game, the outcome of the game would have been adver- adversely affected, then that's one mm-hmm. thing. But the games were won and lost on the field by the players executing or not executing. So, I mean, and not just one player and not just one player, that whole team, that whole team was stacked. Right. And now we're sitting here going every single one of them can't say that they, or they can. I mean, I've said this a hundred times with this situation, it is in stone. Yeah. No one can take this away. No one, we, they, Reggie can give it back, but no one is going to take away yeah. what USC did and yeah. what Reggie Bush did on that field. Yeah, we all saw it. Um, Tony, my friend, always a pleasure talking to you. Where can people follow you? Check out your work. I'm on, uh, I'm on Facebook at Tony Thomas. Uh, I am on Twitter, but I need to get a better Twitter handle like, like George has. So I need to, uh, I need to work <laughs> on that. The real um, fake yeah. <laughs> I need to come up with a cooler uh, Twitter <laughs> handle. Um, and um, also you can find me on college football dogs. I'm uh, writing articles all the time and uh, loving, loving life as far as, as far as the, uh, the writing gig goes. Uh, this is the best, best place to be for, if you want to write about college football. 
Uh, and let me say one more thing about Bo Jackson. Uh, in my opinion, Bo Jackson is the greatest overall athlete to ever carry a football or snap a baseball bat over his leg. As far as overall athlete, that's just me. There you go. I can certainly agree with that. So thank you very much, Tony. (laughs) Thanks, guys. I appreciate it so much. No problem. Take care, brother. Funny story about um, he was talking about how all the other schools used to cheat. So when I went to Bryan College, Nikki, I made friends with a guy who transferred from Alabama um, to Bryan. And so I asked him, I was like, why would you go from like that huge public institution of this rinky dink little school out here in the, in the Hills. And he was like, well, I, you know, I was just tired of all the drama that the football program had uh, from generating fake students to fake players. And I was like, what do you mean fake players? And he said, Oh, well, they pay their players. And I was like, okay, well, everyone says that. Like, how do you know? And he was like, well, you would, you'd walk by their doors and they would have fast food bags with money in it. And I was like, okay, whatever. That sounded like a conspiracy theory to me. And then years later, Jeremy Pruitt, former Alabama defensive coordinator got caught and doing the same thing. And yeah. And I was, I was like, Oh, maybe there was something to that. Um, yeah, I believe it has been happening for so long and they are punishing someone that not only admitted and was honest and, explained why he did it and said, I know I was wrong, but my family will always come first. Yep. Good man. Why are you going to punish someone like that and praise the ones that still are having a Heisman that's done 10 times, I'll say a hundred times worse. People who probably didn't need the money back then. Yeah. So, you know, I, they just took it because they could. Um, yep. We, so those, it's a great point from Reggie and we played the video earlier so that you could hear for it uh, yourself if you're out there listening, but we had a audio issue. I do not, however, want to take away from giving the spotlight to Mr. Bush himself. So uh, we've got that video queued back up, I do believe. So real quick, we've got the audio issues fixed, ladies and gentlemen. Let's actually hear about this whole thing from Mr. Bush himself uh, right here. Right. It's not just, oh, you know, he gave the Heisman Trophy back, or it's, it's deep. It's way deeper than that. And these are things that I've never spoken about. I've never talked about. At the time period, first of all, I didn't want to give it back. I was forced to give it back oh. because the Heisman Trust. So here's the thing. I never interviewed with the Heisman Trust. or We had a conference call. So they made a decision to take the Heisman Trophy based on a conference call. And based on, you know, some information that was given that they basically got through the NCAA. The issue with that is the NCAA didn't do their homework. I got to be honest. I did not um, know when it would come back, but I knew at some point in time I was going to get the Heisman Trophy back. There was this house my parents moved into. The reason why my parents moved into this house was because they used to live in a, a, a townhome and they were renting this townhome. Um, my parents come home one day, eviction letter on the door, they got to move out. Not because they weren't paying rent, but because the owners weren't paying the mortgage. So now they're in a spot where they're looking for a crib, they got nowhere to go. There's some guys that are family friends of ours uh, one of the guys named Michael Pettiford owns a house. 
that he has. And I think part of his business was real estate. He had a couple different properties. So my parents moved into this house um, as a last minute resort because this was all of this was sudden. All of this was happening when they moved into this house. It was kind of like a short term just to help us move into a place until they could find out where that next place was going to be. But moving into that house was the house that the NCAA plastered all across the world as if this was a house that was given to us as a part of me, you know, my name, image, and likeness being sold for whatever. I, I don't know what they think. The NCAA does not know that piece of information right now. They have never, ever heard that because they didn't do their homework. It's a sloppy investigation. Everything about the investigation was sloppy. They didn't do their homework. They didn't, they didn't talk to my parents. They didn't talk to any of our family members, anything. They just got information, hearsay information, from two guys. One guy's name is Michael Michaels. Another guy's name is Lloyd Lake. Both these guys are convicted felons. And the NCAA did not care to check their police record, did not care to put any value to the fact that maybe these dudes are trying to blackmail us. One of the dudes, Lloyd Lake, got a police record as long that was Reggie Bush on uh, I Am Athlete, show hosted by Adam Jones and LaShawn McCoy. You can find it on YouTube and, uh, excuse me, Brandon Marshall. You can find that on YouTube. I highly recommend it uh, to all who want to hear more about Reggie's story. Bringing back Hunter, however, to talk more about Reggie Bush's story. Um, kind of in the aftermath, Hunter, I know that Mr. Bush, he has, um, he's done charity work for the kids in San Diego. What has Reggie meant to the community of Southern California um, before this, during this, and in the aftermath of everything that's gone on? I mean, I can tell you he's a childhood hero for me. Uh, I mean, he was he was Superman on the field. Uh, I think he, he was uh, – I, I think you can uh, match him to O.J. Simpson as O.J. was a hero to many L.A. kids um, and, and all over California. Um, but you know, he, he, uh, is actually a tremendous person. He's a good person. Um, uh, what I will, uh, what I will tell you is, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, what happened to him, um, again, has damaged his reputation, but, you know, I, I think eventually as history moves on, as the NIL moves on, we're going to learn, uh, I, I think, well, I think one day, uh, we're going to see the NCAA actually give this back to Reggie. Um, it just—it's going to matter. It's going to be a matter of time of what generational team will go into the NCAA. Whether that it may, it may not be Charlie, who's the NCAA president. Uh, we would hope so, uh, but uh, all indications right now is the NCAA is out of control. Right? Yeah. Um, they don't know what they're doing. Um, the to, to be honest with you, even though I'm a USC fan. Um, USC has been using the portal like it is the NFL free agency. Uh, it needs to be regulated. Um, and, and I've talked to different college coaches, uh, even high school coaches that have concerns with it, um, you know, at, at all levels. And, uh, but, you know, uh, I think this all boils down to the NCAA. And, and like, I said, like I said, if I was Reggie, um, I, I, I if I if I was in his position, I would 100 percent sue the NCAA for, I think, defamation mm -hmm. um, and, and all. And he, there's potential there for that. Um, 
and I, I just think I also want to blame the Heisman Trust as well. I think it's a little ridiculous where they say, well, we can't give it to him unless the NCAA reinstates his records. Come on, guys. Uh, we're not that, we're not that dumb, you know? So, um, but yeah, so I, I think what Reggie, Reggie has meant a lot to the city of Los Angeles, a lot to kids all over the country, and yeah. people grew up wanting to be Reggie Bush. He molded what today's running backs are. Yes, yes. I mean, he is, and that I was going to ask you when you said his, you know, it destroyed his reputation. I disagree because people, fans, actual uh, everyday people that have watched him, that has grown with him. We grew with him. We've yeah. watched him from USC to the NFL to Wendy's commercials. Like yeah. Yeah. we are there with him. And when I look back, I don't see that he had to give it up. I see what he did on the field and yeah. what he has done off the field and what he continues to do to make college football amazing. The Wendy's commercials are incredible. I, are. I love it when a, yes. when a guy can laugh at himself. Um, so, Hunter, we started um, when you were building this blog, College Football Dogs. This was kind of the first campaign we were going to yeah. launch from the get-go. As a platform by the for the fans, by the fans, I wanted to ask you, why was this important uh, to start to start the, the era of this blog with? I think it's a topic that uh, 24-7 sports – um, again, is owned by Paramount, CBS Sports. Um, ESPN is owned by ABC. They have good, they have affiliation with the NCAA. I think a lot of people are afraid to touch this um, because of some of the financial con- contractual type deals that they have with the NCAA, and they're afraid. Uh, you know, for instance, I mean, let's be honest. You know, we're taking a shot at the NCAA, and at the end of the day, they're the ones that approve our credentials or not at the games. But you know, I took the risk with this. Because I think it's something that um, most college football fans, like I said earlier in the show, agree with. Um, and again, this is by the fans, for the fans, and fans, I, I would say overwhelmingly amount of fans uh, think that Reggie Bush should have his highest trophy back. Um, but it also addresses um, that the NCAA is just not – is a corrupt organization. Um, and again, as fans, it is our job to uh, address these types of things because we're the ones that are really funding the NCAA. We're mm-hmm. the ones buying the tickets. We're the ones watching TV to help boost some of these big networks to, to make the money. So I think uh, the Reggie Bush um, scandal, as you would say, is a perfect benchmark for us to push out nationally uh, to help Reggie Bush get his Heisman Trophy back. And we're going to be we're going to go across those red lines and we're going to, and we're going to be under fire for some of the topics that we bring, we bring up, um, you know, whether it's the SMU scandal or uh, whether, you know, whether the Miami hurricane scandals, we're going to bring all that kind of stuff up because I just think if you really look at the facts, um, the NCAA picks and chooses who they want to penalize. Um, and, and so I think it's something that we should have brought up and I wanted to kick off, uh, college football dogs with this topic. Perfect. Hunter, I appreciate you coming back in. Uh, yep. Nikki, thank you so much for joining us today and helping me co-host this thing. Where can people find you. you and follow you for more excellent content? College football dogs, um, SEC focus, Twitter at Danielle Mays and, um, 
Muesli right here, getting ready for the next one. <laughs> and there will be more in the future. Oh, yeah. You can find me on College Football Dogs. You can also follow me on Twitter at the Barning Man. Uh, and you heard it here first, folks. Uh, the NCAA, you heard it here as well. We are no longer going to let you just sit around and twiddle your thumbs about the issue. We're going to demand some sort of action from you. I would like to thank Jake Crane for giving us a minute of his time today to chime in on everything. I would like to thank Mr. Bush for your contributions to the game of football, sir. We're with you all the way. And to everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in today and for commenting. Please give us a like and a subscription. There'll be more content coming soon right here on College Football Dogs. We're Eagle, everybody. Bite on. College Football Dogs. By the fans. For the fans. You win.